Good morning, day or evening, Bantha boys and girls, <laughs> wherever you are, whatever time of day it is. Uh, we are back. Yes. We're back again. We hope you enjoyed last week's Into the Mall. Yes. Hopefully you're still with us. Yeah. Yeah, they might have just left 20 minutes in. Yeah. One, that's, that's one blame them. Oh, that was a long one. <laughs> <laughs> one blame them. Yeah. Today we got a shorter one for you. Yes. We're doing our, Zach and I's uh, top three personal picks for underrated slash underappreciated characters found in yes. Star Wars. Which we will hopefully be making into a series. Yes. Um, like by era or yes. shows and stuff. But right now it's just our mm -hmm. first whatever comes to mind. And it is it was a tough choice. Yeah, yeah, it was. This one was very tough. Yeah. So we will probably so bear that in mind. Yeah. We had tough choices. We're we're there are more characters out there oh, that absolutely. we love. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Yeah. But we just chose three. We our personal pick for this one, you know, uh for different reasons. Yeah. And uh we're pulling from both Canon and Legends. Yes, in this episode, yeah. Yes. Canon and Legends. Um and uh Zach, uh why don't you start with your first pick? Well, my first pick is uh, the infamous bounty hunter Embo. Embo's a good one. That which, was a solid choice. I knew that, that yeah. was the first thing I knew. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we pitched this idea, I was like, "This might be a good idea," and I knew yep. immediately. Like, well, he's going to choose Embo. Embo, not oh, even another my question. Fav my favorite bounty hunter. He is the ever. The, oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. He he's the Captain America of Star Wars. <laughs> Except instead of a shield, he has a hat. <laughs> he was like that James Bond villain. You know the one? Yeah. The one who has the, literally has a hat yeah, that's yeah. like, I guess, made out of knives or something. It's weird. I think that's what Dave Floyd said he based it off of. Really? I think so. That's... Could be lying. Don't know. Yeah, that's interesting, though. Mm -hmm. It was funny, though, because last night, uh, once again, my fiance and I were yeah. watching, um, it was the Bounty Hunters episode. That is very and convenient. She was like, it's a boomerang? Like, it's, a <laughs> <laughs> it's a boomerang. Yes, hat. yes. His well, hat beautiful. comes back to him, okay? <laughs> It's just again, it's he's just like Captain America. So cool, like he he, he can jump as high as a force wielder, it's which is now. super dope. He's freaking fast. What? Yeah. What is the species? Do you know uh, off the top of your head? It's something with a K. I can look it up in yeah. a second. It's like muck muck McClunky. <laughs> I don't know. Here, I, I'm gonna Google this. Uh, that is a good choice. Uh, I do like Embo a lot, and I like how he really is. Like, even in the fandom, like that's the choices we were definitely trying to lean towards was were fandom choices, and he, like even in the fan, like what he was in like three episodes, like yeah. two or three arcs, and I think he was also voiced by Dave Filoni. Was he really? I'm pretty sure. I'm ninety percent sure. By the way, his species is Cayuza. I've never heard of that. Which is an awesome name. It is. He actually recently appeared in the uh, Lando, um, comic book. Really? He released. He recently Lando took him out, obviously, because he's Lando. But um, he didn't kill him. Wait, don't worry, he didn't kill him. Wait, Mando, like, Lando, Lando, Lando. Yeah, my bad. Lando Calrissian. I would have been mad if he took out Embo. No, he didn't kill him. He just incapacitated him. It's pretty cool. I still feel like Embo should have won. Maybe I didn't read the comic. I just Embo was like super. He was in the box. That was a good episode. That, those were so. Good. That was a really good episode. Embo made it through. He did. He made it through. Because Embo's a beast. He is. He's just. I don't know. I love characters that are like mm -hmm. thin and like agile. When yeah. I say thin, like just nimble. like nimble. <laughs> body not, shame. Not much? Like, no, you're like you're like nimble. Oh, like, I know just, just like nimble, like like, uh... like not necessarily physically strong, right? But they use their speed and Agility. other things to account for their 100%. weakness. Yeah. I guess like that's what I'm trying. It's just like me yeah. in high school. 
Hmm? Only I was not nimble. I was just fat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I relate personally to these characters. They're my heroes. No, I, I like it when characters have to overcome their physical. Like me in high school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. What's your first pick? Also a bounty hunter. Also from the Clone Wars. Ooh. Cad Bane. Ooh. I, he, I love Cad Bane. He is probably my, also my favorite bounty hunter. Just because, like Umbo, he is just so cool. Yeah. Like that, he's just, he's probably one of the coolest characters in Star Wars. Yeah. He his is, character design, cool. uh, his voice act, I don't know who voice acted him, but his voice was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and he's just so, I think at the time, he was regarded as the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy, right behind Django, really? before Django's untimely death, rest oh. in peace. Um, because I, think, I, think I know his, that they, I know that, that Django and, Cad Bane had like a rivalry. Yeah, they did, and for good reason because Cad Bane's awesome. Yeah, like he's just cool. Yeah, how can you not love that wide brimmed hat and that trench coat? And he's like the old western. It's, it's so perfect. In... He's like the Mandalorian before the Mandalorian. Like yeah, he really, is. yeah. Like his character, and I love. And he's think about everything he's done. He's done a lot. He did, he took over an entire uh, Republic Star Cruiser. He, he took out the Capitol. He did. He 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 infiltrated. Not only did he infiltrate the Senate building, and the Jedi s- Temple, the Jedi Temple and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of help, but he was a mastermind. He did all like most yeah. of the work. That is insane. Did Jango Fett ever do that? I don't think so. No, no. Maybe he did somewhere in Legends, but I don't know it. He donated some blood. He was a he was a humanitarian. Yeah, truly. Yeah. But Cad Bane, he's just cool. And he's done, listen, he's probably argued, I would argue he he's done the most work uh, and the best work of all I, the bounty hunters we've seen in canon so far. In canon, and non-canon, Boba Fett. Boba Fett put in work yeah, in Legends. But RIP. in canon, Cad Bane, Cad Bane probably has he's, done the most. He's taken, he's taken on Ahsoka, taken on Obi-Wan and Anakin. And, like, made it out he alive. Also, yeah. He, he, the man puts in work. Yeah. He kidnapped, the, he kidnapped, well, he technically kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine once. Technicality. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> spoilers, I guess. Yeah. For Clone Wars season whatever, episode whatever. I think it's 120? Maybe. Like the finale of season Oh, one. I'm talking about uh, the episode where um, Obi-Wan goes undercover. It's the Bakka. It's the Bakka. Oh, uh, that, that arc is so and then I think it's the final episode. It's when actually Star Wars Clone Wars actually started getting good. Yeah, that <laughs> was those. Those were some good episodes. That bounty hunter arcs are fantastic. Yeah. And again, check it out. I just love it. And also his getup. He's fought like he had a get up, a like fighting Jedi getup, and we see that done yeah, really yeah. well. Like his um, like you see those tubes that go from his yeah. cheeks into his. He does that to. He did that so um to avoid the to resist force choking. And he has rocket boots, oh. so we can fight from a distance. And we've seen he's taken out Obi-Wan and Quinlan Vos. So the, the, I didn't know that's what the tubes yep. are for. Yeah, that's what he does. Well, that's not a Jedi thing. That's a Sith Exactly. Thing. So he so, doesn't care who, but he can resist both people. He puts in work, and he's done it. Well, he was captured like That's crazy, twice. though, because you think about like a Sith. If they choke, then they assume that the, their opponent is is kind of incapacitated, you know? Cad Bane's like But psyched. he's just like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and still breathe because he's a... my lungs are... Awesome. I don't need to throw it anymore. Exactly. Just <laughs> He's just so cool. That's really I just cool. love him I didn't so much. He is, he is just cool. And his character, his second uh, character design, 
beginning in the box arc, did not care for. But his first character design with the wide brim hat and the trench coat. Yeah. Still awesome. And he was still awesome all the way through. He was just a really good character. And in the unfinished episodes of The Clone Wars, he was originally going to die at the hand of Boba Fett. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But um, I'm hoping that's not canonized Can... anymore. I don't know if it is. Because it's a deleted scene. I'm hoping Dave Filoni brings Cad Bane back. For, uh, I'm, I'm, Bad I'm Batch, maybe. Bad Batch. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, Even Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett live action, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Maybe, I'm thinking, I mean, they'll solidify it somehow. Yeah. They'll say, like, oh, well, Boba Fett killed Cad Bane, you know, best cat bounty hunter in the galaxy, yeah. somehow. But um, we'll see. That's awesome. I hope so. All right. That's my first pick. How about your second? Um, So my second one is, it, it's got to be uh, Satil Sean. Uh, for oh, of, you, of course. For the those classic. of you that don't know who Satil Sean is, she's an old Republic Jedi. Um. And I just think she's super underrated, partly because I don't think anyone knows about her. Not a lot of people talk she's, about her. She's uh, she was a grandmaster. I didn't know who she was. Until yeah, I, you start talking about her. Yeah, she uh, she made her way to grandmaster because she uh, fought in like the Great Sith War and stuff. Um, really interesting story arc. Uh, she was the daughter of Bastila, Sean. Uh, oh. So Revan and Basila Shan That's right. got together and had Satil Shan. And so first off, she's a daughter of two crazy cool Jedi. Yeah, everyone loves Darth Revan. Yeah, uh-huh. That's a little joke for you. Revlon, <laughs> Revan. Revlon. Revan. From last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Was that last week? Or, That's wild. Well, we recorded it last week, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember when it was. I said, well, the point is I said it. Yeah, yeah. Darth Rev- Revan, Revlon. Revan. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. That's really cool. Yeah. And I I did like her. I don't know a lot about Old Republic era. Yeah. But I did play Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO. Yeah. And uh, her, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, film cinematic for that game. Her cinematic awesome. cuts are so good. Yeah. It's so cool. She's just, she's just awesome. Yeah. She's just super cool. I yeah. love, yeah. One of the things I really like about her, though, is that um, as far as like Jedi in that time period, mm-hmm. we're very reserved mm-hmm. and like against fighting whereas she would a lot of times just go and be on the offensive with troops and stuff i think it was cool for that time period and um she was just a very aggressive jedi in nature incredible just combatant and stuff which you can see in the cinematics it's yes you can super, super cool um she beat malgus with the help of uh jason mm-hmm. um but she I just think one of the things I love about her is that her she's very creative in how she fights and stuff. Because if you watch like the cinematics and even in the games and stuff, she like a lot of times will get pinned down or something like that, and then she'll do something weird to get out of it. Like she was fighting Malgus in that one cinematic trailer, yeah. and she decides to pull the core out of a tree to make it fall. So it's like Malgus has to fall back. Or um, my favorite attribute of her is that she knows she's master to the menace, mm-hmm. which. For those of you that don't know, it's a force ability that lets you absorb lightsaber like energy essentially. So you can block blaster bolts and lightsabers with your hand. And she'll use that in combat, like in multiple scenarios where she'll use it in combat to block lightsabers with her bare hands. And I think that is so stinking cool. It is super cool. Again, just a generally like genuinely just cool character. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, she's mm-hmm. so powerful too, which yeah. Disney stars says there's no powerful female <laughs> Jedi. There's one right there. She's the best 
female. I think she's she's probably more powerful than Ahsoka, honestly. Oh yeah. I think I think Ahsoka's a great character, but as far as female Jedi go, I don't think I've seen anyone more powerful than Satil Shan. She she is just cool. Yeah, she was she's, a grandmaster. She's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, she she kind of did the Yoda thing. She ended up exiling. Oh really? After the war, because she felt I Which, think it, I, I think it's because she felt guilty for her like participate i think she lost a battle and it took a really big toll on her i i might be a little bit off here but i'm almost positive it's because she lost a battle and it took a big toll on her well and she so, would not she would not last long in the clone wars the jedi lose battles all the time there they're like yeah. ah you know it's lots of people died but you know it it's what war is yeah. so Tio sean's like i have failed <laughs> like i let one man i let one person die well it's like yoda he yeah. failed that one time and he was <laughs> That one time, you know, that yeah. one, it's a little, it was a little, it was a little slip up. Yeah, you know, a little slip up. <laughs> but but um, um, grandmasters, yeah. they just apparently they just, yeah, they just go into exile every now and then. I can't remember the kid's name. I don't think he was force sensitive hmm. though. That's cool. But yeah, grandmasters really, going really... hiding in exile a lot, do they? You <laughs> they know, do. So Sean, Yoda, Luke. They want to start a family. <laughs> that too. Yeah, can't do that. Yeah, that's, that was her first problem. But really, really cool character. She's as far as like. Jedi go. It's she's like in my top three with mm. Ahsoka, like they're they're both really great. But I think as far as power goes, Satil Shan is crazy powerful. She seems really. I don't know a lot about her, but from what really you told cool. me and what I've seen in the Republic, really super cool. cool. Yeah, I mean she's she's the offspring of Revan and Bastila Shan. I mean, she's unique. It's crazy. It's gonna happen. Yeah, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, all right, what is your second pick? So here's a uh, interesting pick. I- I'm going to choose the one of the Sith Lords themselves, Count Dooku, Darth Ooh, Tyrannus. Classic. So this is interesting because obviously everyone knows who Count Dooku is. Yeah. Nobody likes him. <laughs> nobody. Uh, before this book, nobody, nobody appreciates did, him. As yeah, he is generally. I he's one of the most underappreciated characters yeah. ever. Nope. Ever if you ever see a poll, he never gets past like the first tier. Have you You're ever right. seen? Yeah. What? What? Nobody talks Despite about my boy Despite being Duke the greatest here. duelist of all time. Yeah. yeah, and he's played by Christopher freaking Elite. Yeah. Saruman and Dracula himself, and he's just cool. In fact, his original character design was supposed to be Count Dooku was supposed to have Kit Fisto's character design. Oh, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. But then they cast Christopher Lee. They're like, well, everyone loves Christopher Lee, and then poor Christopher Lee, nobody loved him as much as they <laughs> deserved yeah. to be loved. Not only that, but his his like not only is he just super cool, and not only is he super Christopher Lee. <laughs> He's really his character is super underappreciated. It's very he's a very interesting. He's very, very. formal. He mm-hmm. has kind of a weird sense of honor, but then he doesn't. He like is a sleazy kind of dude. It's yeah. weird. It's really weird. It's super cool. And think about first off, think about all of his the links he's had to so many well loved characters. He was the apprentice of Yoda. Yeah. Right. He was the master of Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah. He he captured. He fought Obi Wan and Anakin. He beat them several times. Oh, several he times. Beat, he beat them. He beat, he beat, them, beat them a couple times yeah. in uh, Attack of the Clones and, of course, Anakin, uh, you know, kind of did a little one-up on him. Did a little, said. well, one-off. <laughs> Two-off. <laughs> Three-off. <laughs> you're right, you're right, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, again, like you said, one of the greatest duelists, but even before that, um, you know, he was he was a Jedi, again. He was apprenticed to Yoda, master to Qui-Gon. He's very similar to Qui Gon. He he's just Qui. He basically, in my, he's Qui Gon if Qui Gon went to the dark side. 
They're both yeah. very similar. Yeah. They both, because Dooku, he was disillusioned with the Order, you know. I would consider him more a dark Jedi than a yeah, Sith. Yeah, I agree. I think he definitely became, he was considered a Sith Lord. Sure, sure. And, but that was, I think that was a slow build. I genuinely think, I think the great thing about him is that what happens to a lot of um, Force users, he was manipulated by the dark side, yeah. but he went in with good intentions. Yeah. I think we see that, again, with Anakin. You know, he, he wanted to save his wife. Yeah. You know, uh, that just happens. You know, you get yeah. disillusioned. But he went in with good intentions, you know, because, hey, the, the Jedi Order is disillusioned. He saw like, he saw the Jedi Order for what it was. Yeah. He That's did. why he left. He was like, well, we've become like, you know, a war, you know, sort of. We're just not what we're supposed to be. Yeah. We're supposed to be better than this. So he left. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know if this is canon anymore. This might be the new canon. I can't remember. But his tipping point... Um, with the Jedi from his turn from the from the light to the dark mm-hmm. was Qui Gon's death by Maul. Really, Sidious like showed him a hologram. Said, "Hey, look at this. Look at what uh, your old apprentice did because of your Jedi." And he was like, "Well, that's it. They just killed my apprentice." Uh, like obviously it was Darth Maul and Sidious again. Yeah. Sidious, great manipulator. Yeah, he's really great at manipulation. <laughs> Classic Sidious. And that was so again. He but he went in like you know he was like, "Well, my." Apprentice is dead. I want to avenge, you know, my apprentice. And he didn't necessarily start with the worst intentions. Yeah. But I think as, you know, as again, as what happens with the dark side, it lures you in. It keeps pulling you in. Yeah. And eventually, I think by the time I've been to the Sith, was probably when he was fully like a Sith Lord. Oh, yeah. Think about it. He, you know, he was willing to kill his apprentice's apprentice. Yeah. Obi Wan. He was like, yeah, I'm not going to even worry about it because he's a Sith. And he became power hungry. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but he's just. He, I think he, I don't think he single handedly, but he's funded. He basically almost completely funded the separatist movement. Yeah, almost completely. Obviously, in Attack of the Clones, you see that he helped had help with the banking clan and Geonosians yeah. and stuff. But he did a lot of. He had like he was super rich. He was one of the richest people in the galaxy. Um, Crazy. I think he wasn't. I, I don't know. I think he was abandoned. He was abandoned child. Mm-hmm. He was abandoned by his parents, and then a count. Uh, I can't remember which planet he was raised on, but I can't found him and raised him, and that's how he became super rich. And um, he's just super cool and underappreciated. Again, like you said, he's what, the greatest at the time he was alive. He was the greatest yeah. duelist. I think. I think still, like mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever seen a greater dueler in all of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Recently in canon, I think they Lucasfilm someone said Darth Vader was okay. I thought you were gonna say Ray. And I was like, no. <laughs> We're gonna go down this path. No. <laughs> no, it was uh it was Ray's dark side. I don't know who light side is, but dark side duo was yep. Darth Vader. Yoda's probably light side. Yoda was amazing. He went to, he went hand to hand with Dooku. Flippity flippy flip. So that makes sense because they went hand to hand with Dooku and he trained Dooku. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dude, I saw it, I was like, what on earth? <laughs> like, it's his war cry, you well, know. Man. <laughs> It's just a classic war cry, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, give my second. Uh, yeah. Who's your third? My third. I'm excited about this one. Mm-hmm. The original Gallon Merrick. Ooh. Starkiller. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling from like Legends. There you go. That is a good choice. The apprentice of Darth Vader himself, mm-hmm. who is, is so underrated, I mm-hmm. think crazy powerful which i think is why a lot of people don't like him yeah i think people think it's like a a power imbalance which i don't think so i still think it it works because the way i kind of look at him is 
the force, you know, really manifested itself in him, but he really couldn't control it. Hmm. Like he he was very erratic with it, you know. And I think it it gives kind of like a glass cannon aspect to his character where like he's unbelievably powerful, but he's so easily broken or disturbed or betrayed and you know he's he's got all this stuff going on he's a very complicated character especially uh as you get on later in his story when he gets like feelings for juno and like all this there's so much chaos vader turns on him and then expects him to just come right back to him and he's like nope i'm done Mm -hmm. starts destroying the empire um once again unbelievably powerful probably if he was made canon second to vader and Sidious, he's probably the most powerful Force user. Yeah, I guess depending on what ending you choose in the first one, he's more powerful. I mean, he killed Vader, depending on. We the, didn't uh, kill him in the Dark Side ending. Oh, I didn't. I didn't so, do that. Spoilers. Yet. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, I guess it depends. But, I th- I still yeah. think of Gallon as a light side character. Same. I think he was. The you, sequel led. But that's that. another. That's another complicated thing because. Usually in Star Wars, you see characters brought up in the light that then turn to the dark, right? Yeah. But he was actually brought up in the dark and then turned to the light. Super cool. Which is, I think, really interesting as far as like storytelling goes that sometimes the the darkness just isn't for certain characters. Yeah. Like if you're drawn to the light, if you're naturally like a light-hearted person – then the darkness can't keep you there, which I think is really cool for his character. But um, and then it it gets really trippy whenever he gets a clone, and that clone retains his old memories. Oh man, they're real to me. That that scene. (laughs) Oh, it gets me every time. Like like that's such a powerful scene. It's also a great meme template. (laughs) It it is. I don't. I'm not. I'm. I don't like that meme because I think. I think it's such a. Powerful moment for his character. He's like, Those are the best kinds of memes. Your feelings for her are not real. And he's like, They're real to me. And he's also voiced by, um, oh shoot, Sam Witwer. Yeah. Who voices Darth Maul in the Clone Wars. Fantastic. Such a good voice actor. And you can, again, like you said, I think he was modeled after Sam Witwer too. He looks a lot like him. Yeah. Um, And like you said, not only is he super crazy powerful, which would make it hard for him in the canon. Yes. You could definitely tone him down. They originally, uh, not originally, but recently, Dave Filoni said he was going to make him an Inquisitor. See, I don't like that because I, yeah. I feel like he he should one be his own standalone thing, and two, I still want him to be insanely powerful. Mm. I just maybe like the game. Obviously, the game is going to crank up your power yeah. and stuff. Because um, even if you look at Cal Kestis in the game, I mean, he's he's really powerful, but. In an actual movie situation, I don't think he'd be that powerful, you know. No. In the game, he's like Luke level. Yeah, but I don't think that would be the no. case. Um, but I think Gallon Merrick, Star Killer, whichever one would get brought into canon, I think they should make him almost like Darth Maul level. That's that's fair. Maybe like, Kylo Renish. Kylo Ren's they're similar in the fact that they're both very unstable dark side characters, yeah. very emotionally uh, challenged. <laughs> They're yeah. like, what do I do with these feelings yeah. inside? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. It's really cool. That's well, a good choice. The thing is, though, Gallon Merrick, he did stuff. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he he did. went to work. He did. 
I think it, it's just his story is so cool. He brought down an entire just, Star Destroyer. I know. Super awesome. I mean, it was already going down, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of guided it. <laughs> he did. Super but, cool. Yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. That's a good but choice. He's so interesting. Yeah, just uh, yeah. I don't know. He's he's always been one of my favorites, and I think part of that reason is he's so powerful. But like, he has different abilities, which I think is really neat. Like, I keep saying like, um, <laughs> Forcer Pulse. He's the only character I've seen visually actually use that, mm-hmm. which is one of the most dangerous force abilities to use. But if we're talking about like the cinematic trailers, he incinerated an entire platoon of stormtroopers. He really did. Just by getting angry, essentially. You know, when you get angry, sometimes yeah. you just need to incinerate some stormtroopers. Yeah. He really is just an emotionally yeah, challenged just, boy. Just like, just imagine like Maul, Kylo Ren level of power that sometimes can use force or pulse. <laughs> he's just, he's just perfect. Really, he's a sad bring, and a disturbed boy. Bring him into canon again. I would 100% be yeah. down for that. I have a question. Yeah. The thing is, if you're going to let Palpatine take down an entire fleet, then there's a lot of room for power there, you know? Yeah. Especially if you keep doing things like the Vader Hall scene, where you show that Vader is actually ridiculously OP, oh, then I 100%. think there's room to stick a Starkiller slash Gallimeric in there somewhere. I think it really adds to Darth Vader's character. It, I think it does. Yeah, it shows that he was very early on trying to overthrow the Empire. Yeah. And maybe even he missed Ahsoka. And well, maybe that's what I was thinking separation. too. Separation. Yeah. It was yeah. either, I, I would argue that he really wanted that separation from Ahsoka. Yeah. Like, and obviously he wanted, like, I guess it depends on who you ask or yeah. what you believe. The Anakin part obviously wanted a new apprentice because I think he definitely missed that relationship. Yeah. Sort of tutoring, uh, older brother type relationship he had with Ahsoka. Yeah. And then um, Vader was like, well, no, Ahsoka. No, never heard of her. <laughs> Don't have anything to do with her. So like yeah. maybe he wanted to use Galen as a... Uh... Escape, maybe. Yeah. I don't think... Was Ahsoka... What time? What year did Force Awakens... Not Force Awakens. The Force Awakens, yeah. Force, Force Unleashed. Unleashed come out. I can't remember if that was time of the Clone Wars. When it was, no, it was before. Clone Wars was, was 2007. 2008? That was 10. No, I think, I think the Clone Wars movie came out in 2010. Not 2010, 2008. Uh, yeah, well, it was 2008 because the code was 08. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. So, technically, Starkiller was before Ahsoka. Yeah. But again, you bring him into canon. Think about all that adds to yeah. Oh, yeah. the Vader arc. Yeah. Would definitely make sense. And I just really like the idea of someone coming from the dark and then being brought into the light so cool i think it's really neat it's it's great storytelling it shows that it's a it can happen either side it's not just people going from light to dark it can also happen from dark to light uh and maybe you could even argue he was more he was almost gray jedi-ish well that's that's I his think, moral like ambiguity i think at first he was definitely like yeah, I think that's what's. But great. I think he became a great Jedi for sure. And that's I think, and I think that's again, no, that's great for the Vader arc. His great Vader and Anakin, and because Ahsoka, what she do? She uh, she started on the light, You're right? It kind of shows that Vader has a pull. Yeah, and that not only does that add to the Vader arc, adds to the Ahsoka. It arc, adds to him as the chosen one, and 
the, the Mortis arc, the sort yeah. of like moral ambiguity, sort of like in between balance. Yeah. That, like, you know, Anakin just Sasha Vader has. So, like, yeah. you know, he's always going to pull people in this sort of center between Vader and Anakin. Because you have Ahsoka started, in, started out in the light, kind of went more in between yeah. Great Jedi. She said she wasn't a Jedi anymore. Yeah. And uh, so Galen America, like you said, still, he started out in the dark, you know. Came very, north to the light, yeah. Yeah, it was a very nice mix. And that's really great of Anakin and Vader's um, relationship with the that's Force. That's so cool, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's really neat. I like that a lot. So hopefully, I'm I'm thinking that because that potential will be brought into canon somehow. That's Won't really be as powerful nice. as we've seen. No, no, that's that's fine though. 100%. Like even if he becomes like Ahsoka level powerful, it's just his character. Yeah, his I just want to see his character. Cool. I don't want Sam Whitford to play him. Yes, it's kind of like Sam Whitford. He's a great actor. Fantastic, and he looks just like him. Does a great job, and he sounds just like him. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, of yeah. course it is. Of course it is. It's me. <laughs> of course I know him. He's me. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. what's your third? Yeah, character. Uh, I'm thinking Ezra. Ooh. Yeah, Ezra Bridger from Rebels. The classic. Yeah, that's why well, he's not a classic. That's why I'm choosing. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes Ezra. I like Ezra. Do you really? I do. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I do like Ezra a lot. Did you? What was your? Ra- oh, we'll talk about Rebels another time. You didn't yeah. care too much for Rebels, though, right? Rebels was garbage until season that's two. A tu- that's a tough take. Until the season two finale. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's uh, but yeah, I loved Ezra from beginning to end, honestly. Yeah, it's really I didn't like Ezra till season three, when he got the haircut is when his character changed <laughs> for the better. It's the haircut, it's the yeah. symbolic haircut, you know. No, I, his character was different from that haircut on. Oh yeah, for sure. It I, was he was more grown up, and yeah. I loved that. And um, I get because I think what overshadows as Kanan, Kanan yeah. overshadows Ezra as yeah. the fan favorite. Everyone loves Kanan. Nobody talks about poor Ezra. I do like Kanan. But, oh, I love Kanan too, but nobody, that's, you know, he's not underappreciated as much as Ezra because yeah. everyone talks about Kanan when they talk about Rebels. Nobody talks about poor Ezra, our main protagonist. And I love his character. I love his art. We see an entire arc from season one to four, and it's awesome. Yeah. It, it's very similar to Luke and Anakin, you know? He's a, yeah. he's, he's just a, he's a kid. He wants more. You really see that? And we're going to get some spoilers here for Rebels. Oh, yeah. Those oh, yeah. of you who don't watch know, out, watch out, watch out for that. Uh, he's a really, he's a kid. You know, he's he wants more. He really wants more. Um, he's not part of a family. He just wants something. You know, yeah. you really see that. Like the first scene you see him, and he's like standing on top of that tower. Where he's looking out. Um, uh, and you you see him grow from this like Luke level whiny kid to by the end. Uh, Why is every kid in Star Wars whiny? I don't know. Like all the, all the leads, well. All the leads are or like whiny kids. Yeah. I, it's character growth, oh. I guess. But um, except except Gallimeric. That's true. He was a little he was whiny, whiny he afterwards. Was little, he, he was like, like ah, feelings. Yeah. <laughs> that was for her. that was Star Killer, <laughs> not Gallimeric. <laughs> it's it's you know you give and take. Back to Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> he was a, uh, but his character arc was so cool. You see him from this whiny kid. It's very similar to Luke because you see him from this whiny little kid to. I would argue at, by the end of the fourth one, he was. There are very few Jedi who call themselves Jedi. I think what are what Jedi really should be. I would argue by season four, Ezra was really what all Jedi should. Be. I would I would agree. He was yeah. really caring. He was kind. He really wanted to be like on the front. He wanted to be among the people. Yeah. He wanted to do what was best for. He was he was worried about some backwater home planet of his on Lothal, like the entire war. Yeah. And like that was his home planet, but. Like, selfish 
Yeah, well, that's the thing though, because like nobody, like he was, he was, uh, he didn't have a family. Yeah, he was just this kid, like, but he just so cared so much about like fruit vendors and stuff, you know? Yeah, he just cared for people. He just cared from beginning to, you know, he didn't, you don't see that caring too much in the beginning. He was stealing and stuff for himself. Yeah, and you really see him grow from this selfish sort of self-centered. I need to do what I want for me to a very selfless. Like I'm going to do whatever I need to save my friends and people who need saving. Yeah, and Kanan's arc with him really enhances it. You see oh, this yeah. great master apprentice relationship build and bloom, and uh, like you said, um, season three, he, he like, dabbles on the dark side. Uh huh. Great. He just uh, yeah. We just see so we see so much. I mean, we don't There's have, a lot of growth with him. We see so much growth. Yeah. And it's just so cool to see when you really observe it. Yeah. It's and just, the end when he faces Thrawn. So cool. Oh, such a good moment. It's so cool. And again, uh, you know, he was like, he was a season one, you see him as like a fan, like a pretty much just like considered, considered useless kid. Season two, he starts to really train. You kind of see his beginning to the Jedi path, kind of curiosity in the force. Third season, he like, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm a big, you know, Tough guy, I don't need anyone. Yeah. Dark side, dabbling. We see yeah. the dabbling in the dark side to being pulled back. Okay, okay. Uh, not to veer off topic. No, go ahead. But in season three, that Sith holocron sounds a lot like Asajj Ventress. It really does, and it was confirmed she's, that's not her. It's not her. It's not her. Okay, but it sounds just like her. I thought it was. I think they changed. She's some sort of ancient Sith Lord. Okay. Can't remember. Maybe she's a descendant. Maybe. Maybe she's and, and not descendant. Ancestor. Okay. But it does sound just like her. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, and then, uh, spo- big spoilers for Rebels coming up. So skip this episode because this is the end. Um, Kanan's death. Um, yes. really solidified. That was it was yeah. awesome, and it's so solidified. Like he so solidified his role as the Jedi. Yeah. He was not the apprentice. It was like like Luke, and we we just talked about uh in into the Maw a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We see his push. He doesn't want that, and you can kind of see like he. Yeah. His character keeps changing. He's like, "Well, do I really want this?" And he's, yeah. he's he needs to be pushed. Yeah. Because he becomes the hope that his family and the rebellion at that time needed. Yeah. And he was such, and we, he was powerful. Yeah. Think about everything. You know, he wasn't like the most. He was. He's probably like you said, Cal Kestis levels. Uh, maybe a little bit more. I'd argue at that time in season four. Um. Uh, Kanan. I don't. I don't think. No, not Kanan, me, uh, Ezra. Oh, Ezra. Ezra. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, was, I, don't, I don't think Kanan was all that powerful. Mm. He was a good character, but I don't think awesome. he was... I'd say... He did go hand-in-hand with the Grand I, Inquisitor. I think Cal, Cal was better than Ezra. In character or power? Or both. Both? both? Okay. I prefer Ezra over I mean, But power, I definitely think, would... Wait, you say power, you think both. Ezra? I think both is. Mm. That's uh, a tough thing. My, my main thing is... Uh, Ezra versus Cal. We'll do that next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... A cow could slow time. That's a big thing for me. It is. I haven't seen that ability before either. That's true. It's pretty cool. Ezra did. What were those big Cthulhu-looking octopus well, he, boys? The thing is, Ezra's like unique. Because I feel like every Jedi kind of has that unique ability. Oh, yeah. Ezra's was that he could communicate with animals. Oh, that's right. It was. Which it was, is really cool. He was could, super he nice. He could control or yeah. just talk to any creature, yeah. really. Which is really neat. Yeah. Um, And then Cal, I think had that unique ability to manipulate time and it was yeah they both they're both really cool yeah. for different reasons yeah i definitely prefer ezra mm-hmm. um again that's why i chose him because it's a pretty under appreciated yeah. underrated opinion I, I agree he's underrated a lot and i 
so excited to see. We're we're gonna see him again. Live somehow. action, hopefully. Ahsoka, please bring that back in Ahsoka. I would love yeah. to see. I would love to see him in the Jedi Temple, Luke's Jedi Temple, building up. Oh you know? uh, yeah, like yeah. helping almost. Yeah, like how him. old? How old would he be at that point? So, at that time of the, so Ahsoka would take place six or seven years after Return of the Jedi, and Rebels was right before A New Hope. So he'd be nine years older than he was, nine or ten years older, and okay. he was like seventeen, eighteen. Sounds about right. So he'd be about twenty-eight. He'd oh, be late. He'd be late twenties. He'd be late twenties. Okay. Um, I would love to see him again, and we're going to see him again for sure. Oh yeah, with oh, Thrawn. Yeah. They we'll, they led into that. One hundred percent. Just whether or not we see him alive or dead, who knows? Well, we're definitely going to see him again, one hundred percent. And I really hope we see him work with Ahsoka. That'd be cool because um, he's seen her in the past. I mean, yeah, he did in Rebels. She was. It'd just be great. It just makes sense. And Ezra is a great and underappreciated character, and I love him. Yeah, might like him more than Kanan just a little bit. I won't say that. Mm-hmm. That's a spicy take. But even on both, it may be even. I like Kanan a lot. Kanan's yeah. awesome. Both uh, good characters. Yeah. But well, all right. Well, I, I think, think I'll do it. I think that does it. All right. Well, we will see you all next week. Next week.